What is up, guys? You are listening to the Montreal Madness Podcast with your host, Tony Montreal. All right, guys. Happy to have you back for another episode. Today with me, we have JD and Corey back along with uh, first time Connor Buttry. How's it going, man? Oh, man. Glad to have you on. It's good to be here. Yeah. yeah glad thank to have you. Uh, JD and Corey back here. Um, so. Let's just get it over and done with. Let's talk about the Steelers here. Complete collapse against the Colts, 7-7. Their season's basically done. Um, so do you guys even want to talk about the season? Or, like, like, what do you guys want to talk about as far as the Steelers is concerned right now? We wouldn't just look into the future and see what they should do in the offseason. It's getting to that point in the year. I think we need some change, whether it's uh, to lose, whether it's to win, you know, fire some people, sign some people. But we need to do something just a little different. Um, I think coming into the season, I think they're. I said, I think I said they were going to go seven and ten. Might come true. It might come true. You're right. Um, from the outside looking in, I think you got to blow the whole thing up. I just don't think the Steelers have enough talent right now. I don't think it's all on Tomlin. Um, I think they need a little bit of better player personnel to help him out. So that that's my opinion. Yeah, but well he 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 creates what's in the locker room. That's where my trouble is. You know, if you can say. Oh well, he doesn't have anybody to work with. Well, when he's responsible for it, that is his blame. Yeah, and I think another good point to that too is like this season alone, I feel like the Steelers were in the media like scrutiny spotlight, just people like throwing pissy fits, you know, just being scrutinized for a bunch of that, and just kind of you know creates this idea that the players you know are kind of a little out of control, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got guys pushing, shoving each other being grabbed, having to be restrained, yelling at coaches, yelling at other players, deleting their whole social media. It's just like it's just been one of those years. It's been a Gruden grinder year. Um, wanted to see, you know, can he try to take the step forward? Hasn't really impressed whatsoever at all. I mean, Mitch Trubisky's only played, you know, two weeks and he's one passing touchdown behind Kenny Pickett. So, I mean, that, and that's Mitch Trubisky, so... Everyone on the show that's listened to past episodes know how I feel about Mitch Trubisky. So. Got Mason Rudolph this week. I mean, yeah, looking forward to Mason coming back out since, what, two years? It's been a while since been his last start. Yep. So, since, uh, since the whole Miles Garrett incident, I feel like that was like the last <laughs> season he was consistently starting. And ever since that helmet hit, man, he really hasn't been the same. So, maybe he's different now. Maybe he turned to Himothy, but highly doubt. His last career start, it was a tie against the uh, Lions, actually. Oh, yep. Yep. And that play, didn't that game have playoff implications, too? We didn't make playoffs because of it. No, that was like we were 8-5 and five and we, um, what, lost the last three games, finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. Just, we were we yeah. right in the thick of the wild card round same and just as, blew it. Same, same as this year. year. I mean, pretty healthy control coming up against the light part of the schedule that I know, you know, we had a good chance of winning. Mm-hmm. And I know we kind of all said that, you know, you got to win three out of the four we go back to that and looking now one out of the four just isn't going to do it no and And now we're coming to that stretch of three games you know where we kind of all said you know we're not going to win any (laughs) of them maybe the Bengals, but jake browning looks good though yeah exactly we're not we're not beating the seahawks that's for sure and i know it's the steelers ravens game but we go into baltimore bringing it blown out by 30 points right now you might the baltimore game you just have to wait and see because by that point baltimore if they have the one seat wrapped up they're just going to rest so, I mean, yeah, they wouldn't play Lamar. Then. Yeah, so I mean, you might have a chance there. So that last game, you have a possibility. 
See, I think we're seven and nine. It doesn't even matter at that point. You know what I mean? That's funny. We're just playing for better fucking draft spots at this point. Exactly. So. Full try, try to get up past the twentieth pick. You know, even past the fifteenth pick, like last season, or what we go sixteenth last year, right? We traded up. Yeah. Yeah, go higher than hopefully try to secure a top ten pick at this point. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but do we get offensive line? Do we get defense? What? Where do we start there then too? Um, I believe you go offensive line. What about you, Connor? I, I think offensive line. I, I think like you brought up Jake Browning, and I only think it's working. Um, like some of these people just go in and will play for these, get signed and start playing for their team, and they look good and they're they're doing good. Even like Nick Mullins, they have an offensive line, you know, and they have a run game that was working. So, like, like those simple simple QBs that are pretty good, they're okay, they were decent in college, um, there's no reason why they should be on someone's bench and then just performing and make ours look terrible. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, do, I do ask, what did uh, Buffalo do to Mitch? And I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a little scared because uh, Mason Rudolph's starting and we don't have James Washington anymore. And, you know, yeah, so that's scary. That Oklahoma State connection, that was the only thing we had going on there. <laughs> Right, uh huh. You'd see him in the back catching the touchdown and have two catches in the game. Um, but yeah, I, I think offensive line and uh, maybe sign some people um, on the off season for the offensive line. But I think that's the one place we need to get deeper. Um, Steelers work with Big Ben, but we had the offensive line then, um, so, we could, so we could run the ball and our defense got a break. So I know coming into the season, I was really optimistic about the team outlook and everything. But after seeing it now through three fourths of the year, like I'm on the track where. This is a multiple-year thing that they're going to have to go through to get better long-term. This isn't a quick fix. Like, I agree with 100%. They have to draft offensive line, and so that way you can be a top five, top ten offensive line like Ben had, you know, middle of the late to his career. If, um, oh, my God, DeCastro, Pouncey, and those guys. Um, and that takes time to draft. You know, you can't draft them all one one year. Uh, plus, defensive line's getting old. And the uh, younger guys they have outside of Benton, they haven't showed they can hang with the big boys. Um, Solid year for him. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, the, one, of the few, yeah, one of the few bright spots on the Steelers this year, along with uh, Joey Porter Jr., another bright spot. They had a good draft last year, but they have to continue getting those drafts in the next two or three years to truly be competitive. And obviously, by that time, you got to mix in, uh, you know, a top, at least a top 15 quarterback um, in order to just be competitive. Because we don't have a top 15 quarterback. Now, if the Steelers fall into that realm, though, and you know, the top in one of the top ten picks. I mean, they're going to have a shot at a pretty decent quarterback. I would Jane rather. Daniels. Yeah, he'll exactly. probably be there. If I'd... if Jay if if he's there, I mean, I don't. I feel like he's the guy Tomlin wants in his system. He's been preaching for. Yeah, because I mean, right now the top two projector Williams and May. Yeah. Jane Daniels with winning the Heisman, and everything. He's kind of like that prototypical NFL style quarterback right now. Someone who has a real big arm but can run if they need to. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't go top 10, I'd be surprised. He's really skyrocketed up the rankings. So, I mean, they jump into the top 10. They could easily go after someone I mean, again. you look at previous, like this last year's draft. Did anyone expect Anthony Richardson to get drafted as high as he did? So there's always The combine that... helped him so much. I get that. But... I mean, he was kind of a world-ender, too, when he was playing at the beginning of the year. The guy was scoring two, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And he was, the, the Colts were Wait. a legitimate team at that point at the beginning of the year. And then he kind of, what, he went down game four, I Sacrifices. think? Sacrifices. I, I think it was like game time. five, but he was hurt in every single game yeah, he played exactly. in. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so, different, different injuries, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, he gets healthy. You know, he ended up being a good, solid quarterback. At yeah, least he starter was in this league, he was playing good, so... I mean, I just think there's a lot to say. I think Bryce Young's still developing. I don't think Carolina's think 
You think he's dead? I just, I, don't I just don't think. I think Carolina's a death sentence, regardless. Jerry's still out on him because you know he's such a just, shit team to work with. The team's just uh, but terrible. Still, like Man, Trevor Lawrence had terrible. a bad team around him his first year, but he and was he was dog up, shit. <laughs> he was putting up better numbers than Bryce Young has. Yeah, he's a negative mean, touchdown interception ratio. How? I mean, I mean, I, he was I, doing was better bad. than Bryce Young. I just, I feel like the Panthers. Like, I mean, Christian McCaffrey was their best player forever, and. Mm-hmm. Ever since you know he got traded last season, even before that, they weren't too special since they lost Cam Newton and all that. Yeah. So it's just I feel Jerry's still out, and then obviously CJ Stroud's been a home run. He's gonna definitely certainly win fucking Rookie of the Year. Oh yeah, he's a lock. He, he's he, I, th- I think he's minus twenty thousand. Yeah, I yeah, mean he's like <laughs> he's like he's like the easiest lock there is right now at this point for that. So, um, but yeah, I mean outside. You know the Panthers and all that drafting quarterbacks. I think if the Steelers lose these last couple games and end up with seven wins, they're probably looking with just the rest of the NFL kind of being at that same place too. The Steelers are as yeah. well at this point. I mean, I call it purgatory. In the purgatory, you know, the seven win purgatory. But like they end out with that, they're going to probably have a top ten pick. But probably also see, you know, them probably making moves to get more picks. I don't think Deontay is going to be a Steelers next season. And I, if they can get the right deal, I wouldn't mind seeing Pickens leaving, too. I was just about to say that shit, Pickens. Honestly, looking at Pickens, was he, did he leave college as a junior or senior? He was a he, junior. He, he was got injured his last year. He didn't play Yeah. Year. Okay, but, like, watching him, I remember his junior year. It was, like, their last game of the season. He got into a fight with someone. Mm-hmm. And then he missed the first, uh, the semifinals of the playoffs or whatever. I think yeah. it was like, a bowl game, like, or something stupid. Yeah, like, it, it, was, yeah it, was, mm-hmm. it was a meaningless game where he got into a fight and he ended up missing a game then, which was important. Like, right there, that's a red flag. Like, the guy's fighting. Like, you gotta gotta know when to cool it down. They were beating, I think it was against Texas A&M for some reason, they were beating him by, like, 20 or something like that. He's out there fighting people. No, I get it. To be fair, they did get him the second round, So, and they had, like, a middle second round pick, too. So, to be fair, like, you know, it it wasn't really that high-risk, high-reward factor. Like, you know, they didn't burn a first-rounder on him. I mean, looking back, you, know, you probably could have gotten someone a little better, but you know they tr- they took a gamble on him, and so far I don't think that gamble's paying off. You know, honestly, I I don't mind having him. Um, I think he has a little bit of um, you know, spunk and kind of brings a little heat to the to the program, mm-hmm. and I, I, which I think we don't have much of. Um, and yeah, he got some little off the field, but have you ever saw his um route charts before? Like, oh, they're, they're all the seven yards line. out, like five yards yeah. out, four yards out. Yeah, and he has not benefited from having a quarterback like Kenny. Exactly. No. So, so he's had a like, terrible QB, so he maybe he's just pissed. He's you a know? deep I get that, but pick a camp. I can tell you as a walk, though. I can tell you, I mean, I know I can't compare to an NFL yeah. player, but as a wideout who came from a predominantly run offense in a high school football team, it gets fucking frustrating going out there <laughs> blocking every single time. And then when you finally do get a pass called your way for the ball to be, you know, thrown below your feet, you can't make a play or just completely thrown by it's like dude like i'm blocking for and i understand he's not really blocking or giving much effort now but the beginning of the season he was and now it's just kind of like you know he's tired of it can you build a winning culture at that that that's a key thing you you can 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 you build around that you gotta kill the cancers man you gotta find a way to produce around it and like i've been saying i just kenny pickett has just been terrible i mean yeah there's bigger issues there's bigger issues but throwing a bitch fit exactly like there's more glaring issues George Pickens is, you know, an all-pro pro type of player. If you get him his ball, if you get him the ball. Mm-hmm. And, like, the only time it really sees Kenny does connect with him is one on those stage, you know, five-yard outs, just hit him that. Or it's, you know, him taking a home run and getting wide open and Kenny actually makes the throw. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you have a quarterback that's more consistent pushing the ball at different parts of the field, 
George Pickens' life gets a lot easier. And so does, you know, the rest of the wide receivers as a whole, too. I mean, there's – it's just – I feel the Steelers are going to make offseason moves. I don't think Deontay stays, like I said. I think they get draft stock from him. I can see them shopping Highsmith, too. Mm-hmm. I can see them, you know, making just different moves to build draft stock, and then it makes sense to take a quarterback maybe in a top-ten pick if you're going to get potentially another first-round pick, depending who you shop off. Because he can draft your offensive line, then. Exactly. I mean, Deontay Johnson's got to be alert for at least one second-round pick, right? Get two second-round picks. Depending on how teams look at his attitude problem, maybe a third. Maybe a third, but it's... A contender would be a second-round pick. Like a Chiefs, I feel like they're desperate for a receiver, and you have Andy Reid and Mahomes, he's going to get the ball. I don't know. Panthers. Like, you know, I I think people will pay for him. The possibilities are that there's someone out there that would be willing to shop a second-round pick. So, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Like, if we can accumulate maybe six picks in the top three rounds by shopping a couple guys off... That would be ideal. This is a really good draft And then class. maybe and this is a great draft class to go out and do so. I agree with you on that, Corey. Because I feel like there's some guys that are going to be available in the third round that could potentially be, you know, good starters in the mm-hmm. NFL. I'm not saying have Hall of Fame careers or anything, but I'm just saying be a solid piece, an integral piece of an identity either offensively or defensively. I mean, people make careers off of being slot receivers or wide receiver twos even. Doing I mean, the dirty work, yeah. you know. Getting in there as a, you know, a nose guard just – Plugging holes, just being a big guy. So mm-hmm. it's just, I feel like this is too good of a year for us to pass up. If we are going to do a rebuild, let's fully fucking commit to it this season. Um, you know, people have been saying it's Tomlin's job secured this year. I don't think it should be. I mean, I think with all the attention that the Steelers just picked up on and off the field this year, the owner has to sit down with Tomlin and say, listen, like something has to change. What do you think? They well, need to have and, a hard And it might not even be that Tomlin is a bad coach. I don't think he's a bad coach. It might just be kind of like um, he's just overstayed his welcome. Both sides just need a fresh start. Change. Tomlin can go somewhere else. I guarantee the Panthers would hire him in an immediate. Once Tomlin is released, Panthers would be ringing his phone. Guarantee it. But the Steelers, they can go out and find some new fresh face, like a Ben Johnson from the Lions. He's really highly sought after. I mean, I think it might just be good for both sides Jim to mutually Marvel. part ways. Oh, there we go. Jim and John <laughs> added in the AFC North. That would be a pretty interesting. <laughs> I don't think there's any way fucking Jim would ever leave Michigan, especially no. if Michigan's about to give him a bag. But Looking at five years, $55 million. Yeah, this guy's about to be buku money. Isn't that the dream, though, to get, sign some match co- contract and get fired? Like Jim and Fish, I think he's getting paid $78 million. Oh, dude, at Oregon, sent home. Coach yes. O, man, Coach O uh-huh. is my role model because he came in, fucking won a national championship with, without a doubt, the most talented college football team probably in the history of the sport. I mean, just look at the sheer amount of NFL players right now from that team and just crazy off in the NFL. Comes in one year, gets that, gets the bag the next season, fired, and he's living his best life in Nice and tan, looking like a lobster, wherever he wants. Nice and tan, looking like a lobster, jumping on the Harley with a couple co-eds from the local sorority house. I mean, Ed Oregon's kind of living life right now. Divorced his wife. I mean, you'll say you can't cry on a yacht. He's not crying. (laughs) crying. He's not crying. I don't believe that the Steelers drafted QB unless it's. Somehow, unless Jaden Daniels is still there. That's what unless I'm saying. Crazy. If it's a home run guy. We, we've with kept 100%. Matt Canada. We've kept Mike Tomlin, you know. Um, and, you know, we've been banged up. And that's the thing about firing offense coordinator midseason. It doesn't benefit anybody. You know, it really it really makes people look bad. Makes makes some people look good, you know. But there's no consistency there either. Um, 
I, I think you kind of did like what kind of like the Seahawks did. You know, draft, we got Joey Porter Jr., and he's looked fantastic. He's done fantastic. Even the numbers are so on his side about everything. And imagine getting like a Devin Witherspoon to a Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs type thing where you can cover anybody. Yeah. Um, so that our pass rushers would look even better too. Um, and what's Pat Peterson there for one more year? Like, yeah. Okay, he, he, he hasn't done the good, but we know he's old. Like, we know he's old, but he can teach a couple things here and there. Exactly. You know? He's not playing, like, number well, one think... or number two. He's, like, your guy coming off the bench, so he needs a breather type and player. I think he can help Joey Porter Jr. with just how he... Which he has been, I think. Yeah, yeah right. Because we, we have no idea. You know, we, we can look from afar, but we have no idea what goes in that locker room. What actually is, you know, who's the man, who's not the man, you mm-hmm. know. But... And I, I would say this about Patrick Peterson. I mean, when he's been playing nickel position, he's been playing outstanding. I mean, he's great nickel, obviously. He has where great he, technique. Exactly. Where he's gotten burned is when he's been outside man-to-man on guys. And, you know, ever since Joey Porter's been a starter, Patrick Peterson hasn't had to, hasn't had to do exactly. that at all. He's only been coming in nickel. And Mink has been out, too, a little bit, too. That ruins everything. And then we can't even... Linebackers. We, yeah. Just Any, linebackers anytime, hurt us last year. They hurt us this year because they got hurt. Anytime so. time someone gets that green dot in the helmet, if you're playing for the Steelers, you're going to be out the next game because <laughs> you can't stay healthy. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Yeah. Um. So, I know, Connor, you have a couple... Uh, little football questions you have for us. Yeah. I'll Let's you... start on that. Okay, we'll start on that. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, Corey. So, just so you know, I got nine questions. It's just kind of overall um, stats for people, okay? So, career. So, like, first question is, like, get all the questions. What intermission? I'll, 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 I was going to say, um, while, while he prepares that, something I wanted to ask you guys. What do you think happens with players like what was dude like Jake Browning and Joe Burrow, what happens if Jake Browning or Joe Flacco or Gardner Minshew end up leading their team to like a Super Bowl? What do those teams do with their starters? You keep the starters and you sell high on the guy who won you. Yeah, you. It's like the Nick Foles situation. Exactly what because, happened to Nick Foles. Because um, I've heard a lot of people um since Browning's come in done really well comparing uh Burrow to Drew Bledsoe. No. He's a number highly touted number one overall pick. But, I mean, if Jake Browning comes in, dude, imagine I'll take Joe could... Burrow if the Bengals mm-hmm. don't want him. I'll take Burrow dude, and Imagine what you could get for Burrow. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It, it, like if, if that you has not worth team... that reward. Your franchise quarterback, you know you have a top five, top Burrow six already But Burrow can't Bowl. stay healthy. Yeah, that's the problem. He's missed him. games in three out of his five He's seasons. He's had two major injuries in his career. Bed had major in- injuries in his career, and he had an 18-year successful you know, career. Okay, I, I think career. a quick thing, though, before we go to Connor's questions, I mean, we don't really need to prelude to it. Corey kind of did it there. Jake Browning versus Mason Rudolph. Who do you guys have? This, Jake, uh, Browning. Jake Browning. Jake, oh, Jake Browning, yeah. Bengals. Any I, scores? Or? Uh, Bengals 31-17. Okay. 16-9 uh, Bengals. Steelers win a dog fight 20-17. <laughs> I think Bengals win this as well. I think they put up 27 points. Steelers put up 13. Dude, we always win the stupid games that we shouldn't win, and we always lose the ones that we should win. I agree, but I mean, this team, I think it's. Where's this game being played at? Is that. It's at home. It's a home game. 23 17. Steelers. Yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, I was watching that game with a Pats fan. I'm like, this is terrible. Okay. All right. So, first, first, uh, we're going to start with quarterbacks. So, we're going to do a little. Competition. There's only nine questions. You get a point for each one you get right. Okay, so you All guys right. just keep track personally. Okay. Who has more passing yards in their career, Sean Watson or Justin Herbert? 
You guys can either go in a line or do whatever. We'll start with Corey. Justin I, Herbert. I already know who's going to go. Justin Herbert. I'm going to say Deshaun Watson. I'm going to say Herbert as well. Herbert is the correct answer. He has like 15,000 yards already. Yeah, he, all they do is throw. Yeah. Who, who has more? Carson Wentz or Josh Allen? Probably Josh Allen. Carson Wentz. Wentz. Carson Wentz. Longer career. Who has more, Andy Dalton or Jerry Goff? This is a tough one. Andy Dalton. I'm not giving Andy Dalton, too. Just a longer career. He played like 12 years. Give me the... Give me... The Red Rocket. Give me the Red Rocket. TCU vet. Andy Dalton. You guys would all be correct. So after one round, what are the scores? Uh, I got two. Two. All right. Who has more career rushing yards, James Conner or Leonard Fournette? Probably James Conner. I'm going to go Leonard Fournette on this one. I'm going to go JC as well. James Conner. Damn it. Okay, who has more? Don't know ball. Miles Sanders or Raheem Mostert? Raheem Mostert. Ah, this is another tough one. I'm going to go with Miles Sanders. I'm going to go Booby, too. Penn State alum. Miles Sanders it Let's is. Let's go. <laughs> okay, here's a good one. Najee Harris or DeAndre Swift? Ooh, were Najee. they the same draft year or no? Were they the same draft class? No clues. No clues. No okay. Clues. I said Najee. I am going to regret this, but I'm going to go wet jeans Najee. Yeah, I think three-way Najee. Najee would be correct. Yeah. Swift has been injured constantly. Yeah, yeah Swift, Swift only had one really big year last year, too. No, no, it wasn't last year. He was hurt most last year. Oh, the year before. Yeah, really he really good at those little pass down. Yeah, the little pass down. He's not, yep. Also, that would be brought into my other point. Um, I don't think we'll, we'll see another 10K rusher in the next 10, 15 years. Besides Derrick Henry. No, with, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, Running back to no, the game change. C-Mac, I think, will get there. Yeah, I think he has about, I think he has 6,200. So he, he has decent I think so. Sorry, Corey, but Eckler's done. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, no, I know Eckler's done. I hope Eckler doesn't resign. He's washed. He's yeah. terrible. <laughs> I wish they wouldn't have signed him. <laughs> All right. What are the points now? Six for six still. Five uh, for six. Five for six. Yeah. All right. Who has more career receiving yards? Tyreek Hill or Stephon Diggs? Tyreek. I'm not good Tyreek, too. Three for three on Tyreek. Tyreek. Is the correct answer. Who has more career receiving yards? Robert Woods or Odell Beckham Jr.? Ooh. Robert Woods. I'm going to go Bobby Trees. Bobby Trees. Is, if I want to play this smart and win this, I would take <laughs> fucking Bobby Tree to stay with you guys. But I think it's Odell. I feel like it has to be Odell. The correct answer is Bobby Woods. Let's go! Oh, Odell had some injury problems. He only had like those four good years in, uh, in New York, and then he just fell off. That's what I thought, yeah. though, but he had Eli for those four years. I feel like he had that. How, what's yeah. he what is, what's the yardage? difference between those two? That's uh, the one I want to know the Honestly, it's very, very close. Is it really? I figured yeah. it might be pretty, like, high in favor um, of Woods, actually. Because he's been a consistent, like, 800 to, like, 1,200-yard receiver every season he's played. Odell has 78-86. Robert Woods has... 79-58. So oh, only, only about 100 yards. Yeah. Less than 100, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Okay. Who has more receiving yards? Allen Robinson or Cooper Cup? Allen Robinson. Oh, oh. I 
I mean, you take out those two big right. years from Cup. Uh, I know roughly how many Allen yards. Ro- Cup I'm gonna has. go with the Penn State alum. Allen I'll tell Robinson. you how how uh, many difference in yardage it is. Five yards. Oh, a Rob, a Rob. I'm going with a Rob. I'm sticking my that's bottom is a Rob. A Rob, it is. I, I know go. Cup has about what 5,900, 5,900, I think. Uh, that might have been coming into this year. I remember seeing a stat. He, he almost says 7,000. Okay, that must have been like coming into the Take long yeah. All right. Good job, guys. It was, uh, that was a fun thing to do. I was just looking at uh, some stats like this morning. I'm like, let's do some comparisons. I love it. But here, here's here's my big comparison, okay? Who has had a better overall career? Devontae Adams or Mike Evans? I would say, all right, let's it, go well, with you, Corey. It, it has to be Mike Evans because he won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but he's he's had a thousand yards receiving every single year in his career. Like that's just that's and, just impressive. And he has never really had a fantastic quarterback. He was he was played with Jameis Winston, yep. Tom Brady for two years. <laughs> now he has Baker Mayfield. You should have. I think his early ones were like Mike Glennon. Yeah, um, like not Josh. We Manu, lost like, like a Josh Mike Glennon. Freeman. He had, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, was he there yeah. for Josh Freeman? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, he was there for Fitz too, wasn't he? Yeah, yes. Fitzpatrick yeah, for yeah, a year. Fitzpatrick he's never year. had a. Good, consistent quarterback. Devontae Adams thrived with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And also proves that he's able to stay healthy every season, too. Yeah. Most of the time, to accumulate a 1,000-yard season. Yeah, I mean, look at Devontae Adams this year with a mediocre quarterback. He's been better with Aiden O'Connell. Oh, with O'Connell, but, but yeah, at the beginning of the year with, uh, who was it, Derek Carr? Not um, Derek Carr. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy G, yeah. But yeah, it's just, he's, really, he's been another guy. Unanimous there, damn. I think right. Mike Evans is just so underrated. He's an absolute. Yeah, uh, I oh, just think um, to the reason I picked this is I thought people would pick Devontae Adams, but um, <laughs> Mike Evans. I would have yeah, picked Mike I, Evans. Yeah. I've, I've always been a Mike Evans lover. He's been on my fantasy team since he's been in the NFL. So. My Here. dad and brother Bucks fans, so I hear about Mike Evans fairly uh. often. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll compare some of their stats, too. Um, so they have about the same games played, 147 to 151. Um Devonta Adams does have 100 more receptions than him, but I think he also has like like 300 more attempts too. So it's not like, even like that. That's a yeah. very good comparable. Yeah. Tied in touchdowns, 92. Um, Mikey's got a uh, thousand more yards, and yeah, 92 touchdowns is the same. So that that's very impressive. It's and like Corey said to start this whole thing, Mike Evans has a ring as well. Yep, that just puts him over the top. Exactly. Yeah. I say he's. I, I mean, they're both. I'd say Mike Evans is an easy, probably first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he has to. Be. I think Devontae is a pretty and easy I think, Hall of Famer. Too, I think Devontae is going to be a pretty easy lock as well, but I don't know. I can make an argument for Devontae Adams maybe not being a first ballot just because he doesn't have the accolade the championship. Range. Side note Why is Hines Ward not in the Hall of Fame? That's bullshit. He, he like, changed the dynamic of what a wide receiver can be in the NFL, yet he's had all this opportunity to get into to the Hall of Fame and. See, he's I, not in there yet. I think it he, baffles. It he'll be soon. I feel like in the next yeah, two or three he'll make it eventually. Years. Me personally, I think that they. I mean, I, I wish they were more a, strict on who got in the Hall yeah. of Fame, just because I don't know. I feel like they're given they give out like fucking candy, gold jacks like candy. Well, I wish it was a, more a Steelers guy has steep. made it every year the last couple years too, which mm-hmm. kind of I just feel like you can't have too many guys on the same team going in. It's oh, like, so who cares? It shouldn't matter. Has there ever been like a team have multiple guys go in the same year? Probably. At some point. Well, I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking player wise, 
Not like, because I know sometimes they've let GMs and fucking Didn't they had a guy in Paul Mullen make it the same year, or they did, they were back-to-back? -back I thought years. they were back to I feel like the Steelers have had a guy in the Hall of Fame, like, every year for the last five years. You look that up, Jamie? I I'm, <laughs> I'm trying Jamie, to pull that up. Jamie, pull that up real quick. Because I'm trying to think of, like, players that, like, have you ever probably played a long time together and retire around the same time. But, <laughs> I mean, just fight something. Look that up, Jamie. Of... Pull up that YouTube video. See, I, why I don't think Kynes Word is going to be in there and why I have a little problem with the Hall of Fame is I think they kind of pick stats they want to really go on. Mm -hmm. um, wide receivers, touchdowns, did you win a ring, which he has won a ring. and he's Two his level, Super Bowl MVP, 1,000 yeah. catches, 10,000 receiving right. yards. Exactly. His he numbers are very, are very had, good. No, he has it, but like, does he have it for first ballot? Was he a Jerry Rice? No, but he's been... Um, Was he a Randy Moss? He's been eligible for three years, so the first ballot's over for him. Okay, so... That's what I'm saying. I don't think oh, he's a I... first ballot guy. Like, when comparable to other wide receivers, I mean, T is, what, T.O. just finally got in a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, I don't think ago. he was a first ballot. Chad Ochocinco hasn't been in yet. Ocho's had a pretty good career. I I mean, I think Heinz Ward's been good. I think Ocho was good, too. I don't. In, I would say Heinz Ward's probably a little bit ahead of Ocho. In something I feel like they also take into consideration, for whatever reason, is, like, Heinz Ward was always consistent. Like, he was never... I mean, oh, like this, this is arguably this. Yeah, he? this is arguable. But was Heinz Ward ever like a top five receiver in the league through his entire career? He put up some pretty good numbers. He in put up numbers, years, but was he ever like top years. five? Like I'm gonna take him over this guy. Yeah, see, like we had a scout. I, but I, it's stats wise, you can say that. But he had he did so many intangible oh, things so on the field. Like he was. Yeah, the they best don't blocking. care about the he, blocking. He's a receiver. He's that's there to catch balls. The overall aspect of Heinz Ward, that's why he's underrated. Like, he, he's so good. Yeah, but, for, for the Hall of Fame, they're looking at your numbers. They care about how many balls you caught, how many yards you got. They don't care the about the block too. He, he literally changed the game. He created a penalty where you can't crack back block anymore. They made that rule because of him. Like, he's a he's literally a league changer. He should be in. Maybe it makes more sense why George Pickens doesn't block now. <laughs> okay. Heinz Ward ruined the game. Heinz Ward ruined the game of blocking for wideouts. <laughs> hey, I, I do have a little uh, fun fact question. There's one school, they're from Pennsylvania. They have three people in the Hall of Fame, high school. Do you know what school I'm talking about? It has to be Quipa. Quipa. Yeah, I was going to say, There's no, just the sheer amount of uh -huh. NFL players they've had come out of Quipa. Do you know who they are? Did Dan no, 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 no. Where, where did Dan Marino go? He was... Was he, was he, was he even in a... No, he was, he was like from Alleghenia. Pennsylvania. Was he? he was. He was from oh, Pittsburgh. Okay, he, he was, was like south side, I thought. From Aliquip. From Aliquip. Tony Dorsett? No. No. He never made the Hall of Fame, I don't think. Oh, I thought he did. I bet two of them are linemen. Are, are <laughs> any of them recent? old tight end. I was going to say, are any of them an recent at all? Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka. Let's there go! go. There you go. Um, The one... Well, they have another one. Didn't what's his face went to Quipa too? Didn't uh? Yeah, he's about to make it, right? No, uh, there should be a fourth one. Darnold? I was didn't Aaron Aaron, Aaron Darnold went to South Hills? He I went believe. to South Hills. Yeah, South Hills or Penn Hills? Penn Hills. Penn Hills. Penn, Penn Hills. Hills. Okay. All those hills go together. Yeah. <laughs> who who are the Hall of Famers? Ty Law and Drell Revis. I was gonna say. Drell Drell Revis. DBU. I knew they had DB a fucking DB mm -hmm. that went. I couldn't remember who. It I should have said Revis, but I would never guess Ty Law. Yeah, Ty Law. Okay. I would never guess. Since either. we were on like the Hall of Fame and stuff, quick question: Do you think a guy like, do you think special teamers belong in the Hall of Fame? Like kickers, punters. Does yeah. Devin Hester belong in the Hall of Fame? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not think first so? ballot, but he belongs in there. At some point in his career, just like Hans Ward, 
he should be in the Hall of Fame. Just I think Devin Hester's already there, actually. He was game-breaking just on special teams alone, and I feel like, yeah, you're going to have to get a lot of special teamers in there. <laughs> I mean, but if when, you're game-breaking, you, you should be in But there. if you break that down, he was game-changing three times a season. No, he had, <laughs> what, like, I think, feel like five, six, seven um, Dude, he only slash had, kick returns a year. I think he only retired with, like, maybe 20 career return touchdowns. Okay, he, but I feel like he only played, like, Yeah, but he, has, he probably played, he like, have the record, years. though, for most return Not touchdowns? Not anymore. Who passed him? Cordero Patterson. Yeah, Cordero. I was about to bring him up. I'm like, he probably has better numbers than Devin Hester does. Because he's played for so much so longer, does, Yeah, too. but he's also played running back and played right receiver yes. and played other Like, positions. who's the really good special team of the Patriots? Rashawn Slater. Slater, yes. He should it's be the Hall of Fame. Rashawn. But it's yeah, like, uh, hey, so many Pro Bowls for special teams. Steve Slater? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a Slater. It's a Slater. Plus he has yeah, I think he, I've, what, last five time, Super Bowls too. So yeah, yeah. last time yeah, I thought he went to like eight straight Pro Bowls. Yeah, it's insane. Special teamers. Yeah, they should be. Well, in I mean, there, just not I on like mean, assisted well, basis. You, 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 when you say Matthew that, like special Slater. teamers, Matthew they're like kickers Slater. too, and all that stuff. I mean, they're in there, so why can't return guys be in there? Exactly. Especially if they've just been, you know, that consistent. There was some stupid stat in 1982: a, a, a kicker that's also a placeholder. Um, he was one MVP. MVP. Um, what is his name? Oh, I, they talked about this on, like, Matt. Or, no, uh, Shannon Sharp brought up the other day. What the hell is it? Mark Bolger? Mark Bolger, I think, is who it was. To Shannon. In 82, Mark Bolger won MVP yeah, as a kicker. That's so funny. Wait, wasn't Mark Bolger a quarterback for the Rams? I could have mm-hmm. swore he said Mark Bolger. Yeah. All right, I'm going to bring up some little fun facts. Okay, give us some fun facts. I, I, I only got three of them. Got give three. us your tidbits here, Kanye. Okay. Fitness with information. Houston Oilers have won their division more recently. Than the Cleveland Browns. Oh, I can believe that. Gail Sayers is the youngest player to be in the Hall of Fame at 34 years old. Wow. The Jets have never beaten the Eagles until this year. I never. did know that. I did know that. Pete Carroll's never lost to the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. Nine and uh-huh. That's that crazy. That, that's insane. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I said it like two weeks ago. What? Or three weeks ago. About before the. Uh, 49ers beat the shit out of the Eagles. That Jalen Hurts was overrated as hell. Look at him now. Washed. Lost three in a row. I would call him washed. Dude, Jalen Hurts is terrible as a quarterback. He won me my fantasy matchup. That's all that matters, <laughs> Jalen. Let's go. On to the semis. He has more turnovers this year so far than he had the entirety of last season. He's leading the league in turnovers. Okay, Kenny Pickett's washed, okay? Jalen Hurts, no, Kenny can't Pickett, compare. Kenny Pickett like, never arrived on. on the scene to become something, to become washed. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I don't know. People had Jalen Hurts as MVP last year, and now the guy can't hold the ball for his own team. They still have him for MVP this year, too. Yeah, because people are stupid. Oh, right into MVP talks. Okay, here we go. Um, Here, I, I do have one more comparison, though, of people. Now okay. these are linebackers. Bobby Wagner versus Levante David. Le- Levante David's a stud. So and, underrated. And why Bobby Wagner's don't been... they get talked about is the question I have. Yeah, I feel why I'm, not dude, because male linebackers aren't. Yeah, well, yeah, like, but even look at guys like Patrick Queen, them they really get, don't get talked about anymore. Middle line, it's just it's not the it's not the Ray Lewis era anymore. You know, my favorite is Roquan it, Smith going from the Bears and the Ravens and realizing how good he is and how much it changes everything. Yeah, everything. They, oh, they dude, get, look at great defenses. They have great middle linebacker presence. Yeah, is because one, these guys are coming up and filling the hole and stopping runs. I mean, and they're in coverage. They and can, they can set Swiss Army knives. Yeah, they're, a lot of them are great coverage guys, but they don't get talked about because they're not getting sat. No, because they got to do the dirty work. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got boys. No, you're right, they're Corey. the ones out there digging the trenches for the DBs, you know, to get in and make 
I mean, not D. Well, obviously DB's the cover, but DNs, you know, go make the sacks because they're dropping back. And yeah, yeah, they like get in time to get the sack. And and it also is surprising they don't get talked about a lot because every year the leading tackler of the league for I it's probably like three pages long. Mm-hmm. The leading tackler is always middle linebackers. Yeah, because DNs are the disruptors, man. They create more. They have potential to create more turnovers, and that's why they're paid more money. I mean. Mm-hmm. Obviously, middle linebackers are going to be making more plays, but they don't have as much potential because unless it's a ball thrown right to them, that's the only way they're really getting a pick or a tip. Yeah. And they're not really creating fumbles at that point because they're mostly either one being a solo tackler or coming in at the end to finish it up. It's not like they have a chance breaking a guy like out on the sideline yeah. where he's not securing the ball because when you're running up the middle, you're securing the ball. So Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. middle linebacker is consistency. The end, um, nose guard, they are the playmakers. Exactly. They have a big difference of changing the whole game. Mm-hmm. Who's the best middle linebacker in the league? Say Roquan Smith. There's one right answer. Fred Warner. Thank you. Yeah. Fred Warner is the best middle linebacker we've seen probably in the last, like, three decades. I would go he's, he's an absolute freak. I'm telling you. There's been so, like, especially the 2000s, there are so many good middle linebackers. Dude, he's better than Ray Lewis. <laughs> See, I, I, th- I just think the game is played differently from back when Ray I mean, it's a pass league too. now. When Ray Lewis yeah. was in it, people were just fucking running the ball in north and south. So, plus, I mean, their defense literally won them a Super Bowl in 2001. I mean, it was. Yeah. What do you mean? Trent Dilfer was a stud. <laughs> <laughs> What's Trent Dilfer do now? You know he's on. Hey, he's on TV? Yeah, I believe he's a college coach, too. Yeah. Really? High, high school, school coach. coach. Because he got ringed out on his social boys, media right? because, like, oh, yeah. he took uh-huh. a guy by the chest or whatever and, like, shrugged yeah, him or something. Actually, uh-huh. There's also, like, Jason Witten was, like, one in, his team's, like, one in 12 last year, and now they're in the state championship. I don't know. Yeah. What a turnaround. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> but who, who do you think has uh, more solo tackles, Bobby or Levante? Solo tackles? I think it's Bobby Wagner. It has to be Bobby. Bobby. He's played way too long. Well, well, they played the same amount of years. I, I, really? I, I think Bobby Wagner is, like, Bobby he, he's close to top ten all time. Yeah, tackles, Bobby Wagner has been a staple of like yeah. a Seattle defense. That's just been the Legion of Boom. The Bobby line. Wagner was like the focal. Yeah, he exactly. the focal point. The he trench, was the well, he was the fucking trench guy for yeah. that. So it's just let me yeah. guess, Levante David. Yep, Levante <laughs> David. <laughs> he's got yeah. thousand eighteen. Uh, Bobby's got nine eighty. You know, Levante David has twenty eight forced fumbles. That is unreal. Especially what we just got t- got them talking <clears> about. <throat> got secured the ball in the middle of the field. That's very impressive. Right. Yeah, David uh, probably has more because all those <laughs> shitty years on the Bucks whenever they were terrible. He's just yeah. on the field a bunch. <laughs> That's true too. Yeah, there was um, I believe the ones that impressed me the most was Derek Brooks, who's played for the Saints. He's he's a little older than than us. Like, I bet whenever we were probably five ten, that's whenever he was crazy. I think he had, he had thirteen hundred tackles in twelve se- in thirteen seasons. That is, yeah, that's solo tackles. Not just, yeah, not just tackles. Yeah, not just total uh-huh. tackles, solo tackles. Right. Damn. Yeah, so, so speaking of uh, defense, the Defensive Player of the Year award on FanDuel, these odds are Parsons plus 125, Garrett plus 150, TJ plus 400, Daniil Hunter plus 2,500. How's Garrett really close that gap? What the hell is going on? You compare every single stat, it's different. Michael Parsons has, had these, has played two tough teams, and plus I love Michael Parsons to death. Um, but he has been a non-factor in the past two, three games. The, the games the Cowboys get blown out in, he doesn't do anything in those games. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And I, I just feel, you know, Miles Garrett's really been the key to the Browns this year. I mean, mm. he, was, he was hurt there like for like two weeks, and they were 
scraping by. Exactly. Their defense is just keeping them in freaking ball games. Kind of like the Steelers were doing at the beginning of the year before all the injuries and that. Other than, you know, the fucking first game of the year. We just got, we weren't ready for well, the I think the I think the Browns no held the 49ers to at least amount of points all year. Exactly. The Browns' just defense is unbelievable, and he definitely helps it out Had a lot. Had a $5 free bet. I put it on the Browns win Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Joe Flacco's getting ranked go... number two. <laughs> <laughs> I would go Miles Garrett just because he's just been more of a game changer this year. Like you said, the big games, Michael Parsons quiet, and the big games, I feel like, Miles Garrett has risen to the occasion where, like, you know, you notice him on the field. He's causing havoc. He's literally changing the game and the momentum in the Browns' favor. Well, and um, that's another point. I agree with you, Tony. I mean, it's, it isn't always Micah Parsons and the Cowboys are winning games. Like, Deron Bland. Exactly. Stephon Gilmore. Or even the offense going out, you know, when Dak was having those MVP weeks, throwing four touchdowns. When I mean, you're up 40 nothing, of course your pass rush is going to look insane because, because the, they're throwing the, the ball. Team, to, yeah, yeah, they got to yeah. get back they're in the game. They're forced to throw the ball every single time. your ears at that I point. Mean, See, that's, uh, I have a big argument with the whole Pittsburgh Steelers offense being absolutely terrible. We've been in almost every single game except the 49ers at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. So, like, teams like these Giants and the Jets and whatever, they're playing from behind for so long mm-hmm. since the first, second quarter. You know, their offense, yeah, may, may, may look have numbers good. But I think in the first, like, one week, one through five, we had the least amount of offensive snaps, too. So I'm like, there's just a couple of things that make us look actually terrible just, in the offense. The defense is just out in the field so long, Exactly. Too. And I mean, we talked about that before. When the Steelers have terrible time of possession, your defense has to play the majority of the game. Yeah, their, and it, their numbers aren't as – the defense isn't as bad as the numbers make the ready. Well, yeah, exactly, because you're just playing so much more. And our defense scores a little bit, too, so it makes our offense even have to do less work. And then yeah. it puts the defense yeah. right back on the field. Yeah, you score a defensive touchdown. <laughs> Congratulations. Just, get back out. Injury, yeah. Injuries kind of riddled us. And like we said, you know, you lose your middle linebacker, you lose the glue of the defense. It's, you know, it's tough. We lost two of them. Exactly. <laughs> Both starters. And I think back-to-back games almost, too. So, yeah, back-to-back so, games. Yeah, and I know these series are looking rough, but I, I like watching them. I like the effort they give. So I don't think there's much that we can complain about besides just management here and there. But Yeah. Know. Any other tidbits, Connor, you have? Oh, uh, yeah, baby. Let's go. Keep <laughs> rolling. All right. So, my thing is, at the beginning of the year, I think Tua, for the comeback player of the year, it's DeMar Hamlin, of course, right? What? Let me look up his stats of how many I games. understand what happened, but the guy can't even get on the field. I don't think they even want to sign him back, but they have to because he's going to win yeah, defense, like, uh, comeback yeah. player of the year. Th- that really kind of annoys me. I understand he almost died. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to sound mean or anything, but he can't even get on the field. Yeah. Like, defensive... He's, and I mean, the Bills are getting hurt. Was, he won yeah. the game of life. It doesn't matter. That's what the doctor said in the press conference. He won the game <laughs> like, of life. Comeback yeah, player of the year <laughs> should be for someone who was hurt the year before and they're... And they're balling out. Yeah. And they're balling out. Or like a Joe Flacco. The guy came off his couch and he's like 3-0 and now. Yeah. Like, he should be in consideration. But DeMar Hamlin is like minus like 700 or 1,600, like I think. 1,600. Why even yeah, have the award this year? And funny, exactly. uh, mid-season, it was, I think, down to minus 200. And I think Tua was plus 400. And then... Those numbers have dropped because he's dropped off. Yep. Yeah, I, I think he's played like four snaps, five snaps this season. Uh, DeMar Hamlin. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Give him the award. Yeah, right. yeah so, right, so, so right now Tua is plus 1,600. Um, Flacco's plus... Uh, one thousand, which I thought was pretty incredible. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, but this is also anything just to people just to put money on somebody though. Um, is, Matt, he, is Watt on the list? Uh, no. Uh-uh. Uh, Matt Stafford is plus twelve hundred on, on DraftKings. He was 
I remember seeing. Yeah, that. there were some funny people on. Yeah, Max Stafford. Like, yeah, he was out all year basically. And, and concussions too. And yeah, you know what's. I don't know the whole NFL started this crazy health neuro neurology concussion yeah. thing. TJ <clears throat> Watts plus fifteen thousand. Oh jeez. <laughs> Baker yeah. Mayfield on DraftKings plus one one thousand. That's what I was gonna say. Where's yeah. Baker? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he was sixteen hundred on the. On That's the thing we should be focused on. Players like Baker, like they even did get injured. The he stupid just Browns. Team out to the other, and he you know, he just came. <laughs> he came out with this year. Yeah, DraftKings has Aaron Rodgers at plus. 2,500. The dude played four snaps. Anything to put money on. Anything to put money on. Yeah, okay, so that goes into a different conversation. So why is... Uh, Aaron Rodgers next year, though, if you can get a futures, I'd put money on <laughs> yeah. right now for yeah. next year. He said on McAfee that he wants to play next year and continuing years. Yeah. He doesn't sound like he's done. He's done enough drugs to find the answer <laughs> to football. He finally unlocked his Tom Brady stage. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' dad's a chiropractor. So that's he why really he has all these crazy, holistic, crazy holistic, vaccine yeah. takes. Like, because my chiropractors back then, they did not like medicine. And, yeah. <laughs> and something that's actually kind of crazy, C.J. Stroud, minus 10,000 right now for offensive rookie. Defensive rookie, Jalen Carter, minus 10,000. Wow. Damn. I think that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, I think he's good, but I don't know if he's that good. Devin Witherspoon's had a good year. Witherspoon's yeah. played great this season. Shout out, shout out to the Big Ten. Oh, I... You and Colby did talk about on your podcast about how the Big Ten adding these schools and the travel makes it so much more. Yeah. What do you think the Big 12 is, brother? <laughs> Dude, those schools are like, it's like you could throw a towel and like you just follow the towel. I, I'm like, we have to go wrestle Wyoming, uh, Cal, like California, and go back and we have to go to Oklahoma, go back to West Virginia. I'm like, this is so stupid. And I, and thank God none of like Baylor or Texas had any, or else we'd we go all, all over all over the state, all over the country. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but that that still does it. It does play a very big role in uh I think it's really going to suck for the West Coast teams when they have to come out to the East Coast and huh. play a fucking noon kickoff, losing oh, four dude. hours. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Well, for the, three hours, don't get me started. Yeah, I've, been, I've been running my mouth about, about this whole Your time. Your body's going to be on, yeah, like a 9 a.m. clock at that <laughs> Imagine doing that also in... November, December, whenever it's, it's fucking freezing yeah, it's outside, twenty degrees. Right? Well, back, so, so, like, to, to this college, UCLA go. Like I've said this before, going out to fucking Rutgers in December to fucking play right. there. Uh-huh. Like they're not it's gonna, gonna be miserable. This college football playoffs gonna be gonna change everything because now you're gonna have these Miami, Florida, all these schools. Yeah, go play Michigan. You know, it is a completely different game. Like the, like, the ground is different. Which is something that I love. Exactly. I would love to see Alabama play in Ohio State or Michigan uh-huh. in January. I would love it. Because, I mean, Alabama might be a better team, but those conditions play a huge factor. Even if it rains. You know, the rain's different up here. Like, yeah. Like, it is so, like, and playing in turf first grass, there's a reason why the Cowboys struggle when they don't play in turf. You know, they're always in the dome. Mm-hmm. It's always, always comfy. It's like playing in the backyard, but... Um, you talking about that? Did you see um, Chip Kelly actually made comments about yeah this mm-hmm. stuff? Yep. Yeah, he, he kind of went off on it. Like he was saying about how he thinks basically everyone in college football should be separate from all the other college athletics, just because he he compared he's the coach of UCLA, their softball team. They're really they're really good at softball, yeah, they, and they have a huge rivalry with Arizona. But since UCLA's coming to the Big Ten, they lose that rivalry. Mm-hmm. He was like, but they're coming to the Big Ten because of college football, football money. 
Yeah. So, like, he was like, you're taking away from these other sports, sports and rivalries, rivalries and stuff. Yeah. Like, what they get going for. He's like, you're killing that. He was like, he was like, college football should just be its own independent thing. Every school should be, like, an independent, like a Notre Dame. Or only independent football. And That's basketball true. and everything. Even college basketball and college football, they could have their own different... Yeah. Well, I just yeah. I, I kind of agree with Corey. I think mm-hmm. they should all maybe yeah the independence is a smart route. They make their own schedule. Yeah, you can make your own schedule, or if you don't want to miss independence, have your own college football conferences, and you have you have five of them. That way, you still have a Power Five or whatever, and just they're a lot bigger. You're playing different teams. I mean, I think it's crazy what lot. money can do. Disney yeah. money can do to fucking people, isn't it? All Disney. Thanks, Walt <laughs> Disney. You you destroyed our country now. <laughs> Too much money. You own too much stuff. I remember. I mean, look at the media. They literally own right. essentially all of college football. Yeah, yeah, that's with true. ESPN. Right. I remember when I was like twelve, thirteen. And now 13, they have Fox. Technically, they own Fox. Yeah, Disney. So they have ABC. They have ABC. ABC is yeah, yeah. ABC is with them, but ABC does ESPN. So, but like Disney owns Fox. Mm-hmm. So it's like. If they just have a big ten, SEC. It's like we yeah. own the two biggest fucking conferences. Essentially, yeah. Well, the media rights for them, so it's 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 just wild. A little side note here before we get on. I just hate how the Big Ten does the big noon kickoff on Fox. That's the worst thing to ever happen to college football, in my opinion, as far as TV is concerned. Ugh. Having Michigan, I understand it's tradition. Michigan, Ohio State. Having Michigan, Penn State, and Penn State, Ohio State on at twelve, that should be at least three thirty game, like you said, probably a prime time game. Almost has to be. But what do I know? Fox big news. And, and because of the money they throw with that too, there's more fucking commercial. I mean, dude, I've sat through three big noon games this year, and it's just been every one of them has just been the longest football game of my life, and I just want to leave. And I, I think there's only two big reasons for it. One, college kids. Uh, people getting drunk at the stadium, people tailgating all day, and, you know, that's one, like, minuscule. They don't but, want people showing up at 9 a.m. to drink for a 7.30 game. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Look, my seriously, best that, that's, why, <laughs> that's why West exactly. Virginia never plays Oklahoma or Texas, besides when it's a noon game. Well, I mean, we, we went to the one, and everyone was, was drunk, puking everywhere, yeah, it was, so it made sense. Was, um, but think about it. If you have that game on at noon, now Grandpa and Grandma are watching it. Game's 8.30. You know, they last until halftime. If you're going to watch the game, you're going to have it on. You know? Yeah. So even if you're not even watching the game, you, you'll put it on the background. It's something to have. You know. So uh, it it's back, it's back to just money, 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 money. money back to money, money, SEC money, needs to be in the money, in the money. Final Four because money. money. Exactly. Well, here, well, here's a money maker. Fuck Alabama. Do an, do an NFL red zone, but for college football. Could you imagine? That? Well, I, what they tried to do Pat that. Pat McAfee trying to do that. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh no shit. Yeah. Uh, they had Reese Davis on, but the problem that they were running into was just commercials galore. Yeah. They oh. were so many commercials. <laughs> That they had so much free space to just talk about nothing at most. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, what's your next uh, thing you have here, Connor? Um, okay. So, Brock Purdy. How do we feel about him? How can you be the MVP if you're not even the MVP of your team? Minus 200. Yeah, most valuable well, player, and the way the rules are set, it's supposed to be most valuable player for your team. It's a quarterback. Not award. overall, for your team. I just feel like there's so many bigger pieces in that 49er team than right. Brock Purdy. Yeah. yeah so, the last person to win it was AP in 2012, and then LT before that, 2006. So, it is a QB award. Yeah. It is. And, I mean, it has been. It's, it's hard for it not to be because you look at the guys that are the leader of your team, and majority of the time, that's your quarterback. So... 
I just, I mean, I, it's just tough because I feel like there just needs to be a quarterback only award. Yeah, and they, I know they give out like at the end of the year, hey, you were the best running back in the league. Like, yeah, I feel like that award at this point has more merit than the league offensive play of the year is like position based. Exactly, yeah, based. exactly. And I mean, like that's what you got to look at it as. MVP is more of a glorified quarterback now. Brock Purdy is having nuts. Season. It's just be, they're the guys who get the most money. I mean, it's second. It's tough because they touch the ball every fucking play. Yeah. He has the second most pass yards, but the 32nd most pass attempts. Brock Purdy's nuts. Brock Purdy's a monster. He's got players. But I don't, I don't even think it's just that. I mean, he reads the field super well. I mean, He knows who to get the ball to. Yeah. yeah. It helps whenever you have an offensive guru in Shanahan where, you know, he creates space for his playmakers, and, you know, it's kind of easy for Purdy to pick and choose when it's a throw to when he knows um, the play design is going to work, you know, 99 times out of 100. You know what I mean? It's not like the... Gotta make the first the, still. You got to, but it's really easy when he doesn't have to thread a needle, you know, every But he pass can attempt. thread the needle. He threw, he threw a back shoulder pass this past weekend. It was an absolute dot to the corner of the end zone for a touchdown. Absolute behemoth of a throw. On Thanksgiving night, he thread the needle between three Seahawk defenders to Brandon Ayu for a touchdown. He can make elite-level throws. I get that, but... You, you you have you force him to do that you know multiple times a game not multiple times you know throughout a span of four or five weeks you know you're probably looking at different stats there you know what I mean you put him on the the team like the Giants you know the the Panthers the Steelers you know he's gonna look just like Kenny Pickett Bryce Young you know and those types of quarterbacks no, maybe a little better but he's not Rock gonna be he's putting up way now. more accurate than Kenny Pickett <laughs> yeah Brock um, Purdy is better than uh. He's Baron Pickett, Baron Tommy DeVito. I mean, Purdy's probably a top ten quarterback right now. I'd say, statistically speaking, he is. Name wait, me wait. ten quarterbacks you take over him. Stat speaking, he's number one. Yeah, ten in every single category. I would take over, obviously. Besides the obvious being Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar. Um, what's that? Lamar. Lamar yeah, Lamar exactly. Herbert, I'd take over him. Um, no, I want to No. Yes. Imagine Brock Purdy in Philly. Imagine Brock Purdy in Philly. They'd be undefeated. A healthy Rodgers, obviously, you take him over. Probably a healthy uh, At this no. point in his career, probably not. Um, I would. I agree with your first five. I don't agree with Hurts. I agree with Hurts. I would consider Dak, probably. Um, oh, Dak this year, 1,000%. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Other than He's always Dak, been good. He's just not turned the ball over this year. Yeah. Um, He wasn't the reason why they lost against the Bills 31-3. I mean... Yeah, he could have helped the offense score more points, but he wasn't the main reason. Yeah, and I would take probably um, Matthew Stafford over him. So there's nine guys yeah. I'd take over him. I agree. I'd, I'd make an argument. Yeah, I'd make an argument maybe for Kyler Murray. Oh wait, Trevor Lawrence. I completely forgot about Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I'd take Lawrence over CJ Stroud. I'd take CJ. Well, no, Stroud. I feel like CJ Stroud's probably mm-hmm. an argument. I feel Murray's an argument. Yeah, and then just the rest of the guys I wouldn't even. Nah, you, I even with Kirk Cousins in too. I would. Your your yeah, top your would, top five, and then like Lawrence. That'd be about it, for me. I mean, I think Purdy can make elite level throws. I think he's really good. There's nothing wrong with him. So it sounds like you're on the MVP bandwagon, Purdy. Then. Well, I mean, he's as long as he doesn't completely shit the bed here, he's gonna win it. I mean, I don't think it really matters what Dak and them do. Purdy's hey, gonna Jamie, continue. Do you have those stats? 
Where is he the favorite? You have the odds? He is. Oh, he is? Minus 200 on Minus FanDuel. 200. Yeah. He's the favorite. I mean, like I said, as long as he doesn't completely... They're so up. confident that he's minus 200 and there's a bet against the field plus 146. Really? So him versus the field is plus 146. Wow. I honestly take the field because if they fall off, he's probably not the leader. See, I don't think they're falling off. The whole off. problem with good. the whole QB, I don't know if he can stay healthy. I think he can, but... He does make those smart decisions of when to tuck the ball and just, just, just slide, when to go out of bounds, when not to, you know. He knows how to fall down, and that's a simple thing for QBs, you know, but I, I think Trevor Lawrence smacks his head every single time he gets sacked. He just goes <laughs> yeah. and does a big boom. He got a concussion in the game on Right, Sunday. Anthony mm-hmm. Richardson, he, he the first couple of games, he was playing hard, playing great, but he can't get tackled, you know. Yeah. Like, even Kenny Pickett, he's been hurt, been banged up and stuff. So you don't even really get an opportunity. Matt Stafford, you know. Um, he's one of the most sacked QBs ever, and he knew. He did that... help. He played for the Lions, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for like eight years of his career, it was him and Megatron versus uh-huh. the fucking world. And Purdy's so... got some wheels on him. He can run. Yeah, he he's he, not, he yeah. can really scramble. Just he can. hopefully, he just doesn't do it a little too much, and you know, I don't think he will. I think get he, smacked. He's taught better than that right. with the 49ers. And, and it goes back to the scheme. It goes back to the whole offense. There's a reason why the Texans are doing good because the 49ers. They got something going on in their whole coaching staff. You know, everyone from them. They their just... coaching tree every year is insane. Right, yeah, and, and they win the same way. Just dominated defense and being able to get people, get mismatches on offense. And they're winning all the time. It's not even like, you know, how, like, you look at Bill Belichick's tree. He gets a lot of coaches going to become head coaches. And they but suck. they suck. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan's guys, look at... Um, Mike McDaniel, DeMarco Ryans. DeMarco Ryans. Yeah. There's more I just can't think of right now. Yeah. They produce good coaches, not just coaches. And it's all because of the Washington Redskins. Yeah, I, I, I need to pull it up because I, I love looking at that I stat. love the I love the, the team photo from that season. When it's, there, there was like McDaniel, him, Mc, Shanahan, Shanahan, McDaniels. Um, yeah, here we go. McVay. McVay. So Shanahan was the uh, VP of the front office, uh, also the head coach. And Matt LaFleur was QB, Kyle yeah. Shanahan offense coordinator, Sean McVay tight ends. And Mike McDaniel, offensive assistant. That's craziness. One season. What they finished offensively that year? <laughs> <laughs> Dead last. <laughs> they had RG three that year, right? Was that his rookie of the year year? That was their draft class. Yeah. yeah 2012. Oh, okay. So they had rookie of the year RG three. Rip his legs. Rip his knees, bro. <laughs> Shout out, dude. I miss Andrew Luck. Andrew yeah, he Luck was, was so, so good. good. He's too smart to play NFL football. He is. Yeah, he loves he it. has one he of the biggest brains. Dipped. Do you know well, he didn't score a perfect Wonderlick score. Only mm-hmm. one guy's ever been able to claim that title. What is that? It was some goofball too. The some... Wonderlick score. What is that? I don't so that. you don't you know what the Wonderlick is, don't you, Connor? Is that when um um what's all, QB test? What's the no face? no everyone uh, all everyone rookie players in the draft have to take a test. It's just like a generic IQ test. It's just like asking different questions, poses different situations. CJ like Stroud scored like a thirty-six this past. Oh, is that the I one CJ Stroud didn't do good at? Yeah, everyone should. I think he's talking no, about no. a different thing, but it's like the same type of thing. It's so mm-hmm. this the wonder looks out of forty points. Okay, and there's only ever been one person to score a perfect score. Andrew Luck, right? If you know, it hasn't. No. It wasn't Andrew Dude, Luck. I, Andrew Luck scored like a thirty-eight, thirty-nine. I think. Right. Was I'm pretty sure it was someone who was just terrible. No, like, you. Everyone knows this guy. Jameis, really. I love that motherfucker, dude. I love him. I love Ryan him. Fitzpatrick. Jameis scored like a twelve. Corey's uh, right with Fitzpatrick. He went to Ryan Harvard. F- yep. Oh yeah, Harvard. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Yep. Jamie, look up that stat with the one. I'm just kidding. 
Yeah, he was the only one to ever score a perfect 40 out of 40. James has got, James got like a fucking 12 or 13. <laughs> not not Jameis. Dude, they're like... Give him the crab legs. Look at some of the scores for like popular guys and it's pretty it's pretty appalling how stupid a lot of people are. Well, I mean, how many classes do you think these first round picks attend in college? Not, not a lot. lot. And and with the classes they do I attend, it's know, like yeah. social at 19, like I had a Penn State where there was like a lot of Penn State players there. Like, it was just a shits and gigs class, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, My, you're telling me, okay, so, sorry to cut you off, but we would have study hall, okay, when I was at WVU. We'd have the se- separate place for the football players and the basketball players. So we'd all go study in the, the regular the regular athletes. The normal people yeah, section. Yeah, exactly, okay. So we'd go take our tests, do everything, get, get, like, get tutors and stuff. All the basketball players, football players would have all these people come in to go take all their tests for them and stuff. I'm like, they're not even actually in school, you know. That's insane. Like, That's they don't go to class, like, back to the traveling thing. They have a reason not to be in class. Yeah. You know, so now you bring all this NIL money, too, and now all these people are just getting paid. So who even gives a fuck more, you know? Yeah. Like, and they can go play one year, get $150,000, and go right back to where they came from. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah, it's just not a good system, but... Yeah, uh, kid I graduated with went to Penn State, Maine, while Trace McSorley was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He said he, he was supposed to have, cl- like, one or two classes with him. As a freshman, McSorley was however old. McSorley was never there. Never saw him in the library without tutors. He, he, he Apparently, McSorley never went to class. And apparently, he was, like, a walking STD. <laughs> like, like, that was the talk of, like, Penn State oh main campus. That Trace McSorley did whatever he wanted because he was just... Banking on going to the NFL. <laughs> okay, I was there during here's the some, Here's some Wonderlick scores by position. The best wideout was Kevin Curtis. Who's that? Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll name you a couple of the, the good ones. Eric Decker and Cooper Cup. I can see that. Who'd have, who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? <laughs> um, hey, Mike Evans is up there. Let's, let's name yeah. some of the lower people that would surprise you here. Randy and Moss, the per- it's, it's out of 50. <laughs> it's out of 50. A.J. Green scored a 10. <laughs> Randy Moss scored a 12. Percy, Cord- <laughs> Cordell Patterson had an 11. Look at Travis Kelsey. See if you can find him. Well, he's probably in the tight end list. Evan tight Ingram. end, the smartest tight end is Benjamin Watson. Oh, okay. Ben, yeah. Hey, he wants some rings. Got yep. some rings. That's why Tom Brady likes yeah, it. David Njoku got a 24. Who didn't? David and Joku. I mean, hey, you got you got fifty percent of them. Yep. Some of these guys' names I don't even know on here. Mel Alexander got a fourteen. Here's some running backs. The best running back was a thirty-five, so it wasn't even Oof. in the forties. Then it was Zach Zener. <laughs> Zener, yeah. Is this man? Zeke Elliott scored a 32. Ooh, that's um, a lie. <laughs> Ohio State. That's a lie. He's probably the highest running back on this list. That's Cardell Jones would say. No I'm not here to do school. Le'Veon, <laughs> yes. Le'Veon got a 17. That I can't believe sense. he knocked out Adrian Peterson. Christian McCaffrey got a 21. Gareth Blunt got a 16. Marshawn Lynch got a 14. Get, get Joe Mixon Skittles. got a 12. The running backs definitely have the lowest. Well, score. yeah, I would bet that Joe Mixon got a 12. Oh, we man. got we got some boys. Table Austin in seven, but that damn highlight <laughs> tape is crazy. <laughs> That's why we always called Josh Table Austin. <laughs> and then Darren Davis got a four. Fred Gore, six. <laughs> wow. He already had CTE before he went to the league. His brain scans didn't change. So with the quarterbacks, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the 40 category. Oh, no. Your team. That's the thing. Like, you kind of got to be smart to play quarterback. You know what I mean? 
like running back, you just have to be super athletic. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of. I mean, obviously, yeah, you have to have some smarts if you want to be great. But being running back, just pure athletic, ta- you know, talent right there. Do Whereas, you have to be that smart to be a running back? That's what I'm saying. Not really, but be the quarterback. You have to be smart. You can't just be like all athlete and talent oh, yeah. and be good at quarterback. You have to have. Let some me give you guys that. some surprising quarterback <laughs> performance. Carson Wentz was up there. Was he? See, he just had to have any talent. <laughs> what do you mean? Carson Wentz was Let's good. see the worst quarterback score. I got a score. Carson Wentz was really good until he blew out his knees. Yeah. yeah, then he tore both his ACLs. <laughs> That's Shout not his fault. Shout out. Terrell <laughs> Pryor had a seven. <laughs> <laughs> the Ohio State University. Mark Jackson Wait, got a 13. Pittsburgh. Yeah, I can't remember what school it was. Greenville. Wait, who's that? I, wait, he went to Lafayette High School? I mm-hmm. thought he went to Greenville. No, no, no. Corey Smith got 15. Terry Bradshaw got a 15. <laughs> hey, Stephen Jim Gare, Kelly and Vince Young both scored a 15. Danny Dan. You're trying to tell me. Terry Bradshaw oh, wait, no, must no, have no. taken it twice because he's on here with a 16 as well. Blonde. Really <laughs> improved that first time. Score, he must have been very nervous. <laughs> Anton Randall L had a 17. Jalen Hurts has an 18. Two has got a 19. I'd like to see Tua Mike take Vick the test now. Mike Vick got a 20. I'd like to see Tua take the test now. Show him Watson yeah. got a 20. Yeah, so I just, it's just interesting. That's so funny. That's the thing, though. I feel like a lot of Penn State players would score high because they're one of the few prominent Power 5 schools that demand a lot from their student-athletes as far as grades is concerned. And it's always been like that. <laughs> Ever since I've grown up watching Penn State, it's always, you know, hey, yeah, we want you because you're an athlete. You can't be dumb as a rocks and, you know, not give any effort towards school either. Like, they force you to. Um, so I'm curious to, like, you know, maybe um, someday I'll have to take a look at that, see where the Penn State players rank. Hey, it's if, an IQ test. It's not, like, an intelligence test. Right? Oh. Anyone can take that. If, no. if they can do a, a run-pass option, they're good. It don't matter. <laughs> I see now. Um, yeah, I, I do have one other thing. It's just... Uh, the NFL look off, uh, look out for the playoffs. So, AFC, the Ravens have clinched. NFC, 49ers, Cowboys, Eagles. Only, only four teams are in. A uh, couple contenders, I think. Uh, Dolphins, Chiefs, AFC. And I think there's only really one in the NFC, and it's the Lions. So, any thoughts about that? Any uh, any there's matchups, we think? AFC. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put the Chiefs in this year for the AFC. I don't think they're that great. That's what everyone said last year, too. I just think you got the you have the best QB ever. You have the greatest quarterback in the history of the league. And their defense is looking good. Oh, that slow down. Trent there. McDuffie's looking good. And you Bills, already got uh, Ladarius Sneed, too. Bills are making the playoffs, and they're winning the Super Bowl. They're not winning the Super Bowl. They I, would not, I would not have to go to work. <laughs> they, they, they played the Eagles, the Chiefs, uh, the Cowboys, and then who was the other one they played? Chargers. The, um, no, it was no, before that. Uh, they played the Broncos. The no. Eagles, Chiefs. No, I'm pretty sure it was the Cowboys Broncos before the maybe it was Eagles just that three. Game. Maybe it was just that three game stretch, but they went um, three and one in that stretch, and they like I mean oh after they lost to the Pats though yeah yeah, yeah. so they had that gauntlet yeah. and they went three and one in that gauntlet and I'm they're hot I'm telling you, you don't want you do not want to face a hot Bills team with Josh Allen and them rolling the defense is getting a little healthy I'm telling you like I feel like a lot of people said that 2021 when they Lost the divisional game with 13 seconds left against the Chiefs. That was their year to win it all. I'm telling you, if they get in the playoffs, they are winning the Super Bowl. 
you don't nothing wanna, stopping that. You don't want to play them, them, but I don't think they're winning. Nope, not, nothing stopping that team. No, not in the AFC. Bad no. take. I, don't, I disagree. I don't think the Bills. I think, I, they, I think can, they make the playoffs, but I don't think they go to the AFC championship game. Yeah, they do. That'd be the farthest. I, nope, I don't think they make it to the championship game. They, they might they, win. They might win their. They'll win their wild card, but I don't think they win the divisional round. I mean, I think they beat the Chiefs already. I think they beat Miami again. Um, they beat Jacksonville. They gotta play Miami again. They yeah, beat they, them one time. I'm saying in the playoffs. I think the I think the Bills will beat them again, and then if they come against them in the playoffs, they beat them. Um, I think the only team in the AFC that stops them right now is probably the Ravens. Ravens think, are overrated. I think. No, I think Ravens the Ravens are good. Them. We'll see when they play the 49ers this week how good they are. That is the truest the test you're going to see. are holding teams to a historically low yards per uh, play. Yeah, but I feel like if the de- eventually the defense can't carry a team in this day and age anymore, they're going to have to put up. You're you're going to tell me that Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards, Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers. watching the Browns all season. Yeah, yeah but they're going to suck come playoff time. Even if they make the playoffs, they're going to be one and That's done. Debatable. That's debatable. The Browns gonna are 100% going to be making the playoffs. And if um, okay, so if I don't, when the they make Browns, the playoffs, they're gonna be one and done. The I'm Browns telling you, they have a great chance to not be one. Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year. No, Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen took him away from the Eagles. They're in shambles right now. The Colts make are it to Ryan. No. no one predicted the Texans to even be uh, outside of a top ten pick in the draft. Let yeah, alone I, I have a feeling if the Texans make it to Miko Ryan, it's pretty much a loss. Yeah. Uh, depending on what the Lions do, it'll go Dan Campbell. Dan oh, I like it's Dan between Campbell him and Dan too. Campbell. It's MC between him I feel and Dan I, I feel like they give it to Dan Campbell just because of the Detroit story. Just yeah. the, if they, how if they win Detroit has been, you know, the, if they the win one, one playoff game. He's coach of the year. They yeah. have had two thirty-year droughts of playoffs. They're the only team in history. Two thirty separate-year droughts of not going to the playoffs. That's terrible. Yeah, I, I, sixty years consecutively. At different times, not making the playoffs. That's nuts. No. That sucks to be a Lions fan. Sell the team. Sell the team. Fuck you, Bob Nutting. Like, we'll, we'll get to the <laughs> NFC. The AFC, I think, is really tight. I mean, it, I think, if, he, if I think you're it's going to come down to experience, though, Corey, and I think that's where the Chiefs take it over every other team. But, I mean, does any team want to play Cleveland in that defense? I want to play scary. up that offense, dude. I would what? stack my team. Joe Flacco hasn't thrown less than like 300 yards since he I'm, came back. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, the Browns. David and Joe is an All Pro right now since yeah. Joe Flacco's gone back. What are you talking about? Um, Amari Cooper looks revitalized. Yeah, come back mid January when the Browns play in the wild card. If they play in the wild card, I'm they're making the you, wild card. I'm, I, I, I was about to say whether they missed it. Yeah, but yeah. Let's, all right, let's just take. What a would point. the current projected matchups be right now? Let's just run a mock playoff with what three weeks left. Tanya Browns right now. No, they're not. Yes, they're not they one are. Done. Twenty bucks right now, Shake. Twenty bucks. The Browns want to play off games. Twenty here, bucks. Guys. Twenty bucks. But like, also, Denver. Denver's hit and miss. They have games where they look like world beaters. Oh, Denver's not making the playoffs. So, if chance. you're seven and seven, you're let Russ cook. Let, let Russ cook. Broncos Nation. That's right. After letting up seventy, they've been really good. They've looked better, but they got blown up by the Lions. Chiefs don't have a good defense. If the Lions are good. Alright, so here it is. We, Chiefs have a good We can go through defense. a couple picks. Alright. Right now, this is what's projected. Jacksonville playing Cleveland in the first round. Oh my round. god, Trevor Lawrence would have five interceptions. See, that's the thing. It's all who's going to stay healthy. And I just think some of these quarterbacks, like Lamar's one twisted ankle away from having Tyler from the Huntley Ravens being running a complete yeah. That's what I'm terrible. saying. Like, or, do they still have Tyler Huntley? 
Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Hey, that's a Pro Bowl quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> yeah, right. So Jacksonville, Cleveland. I can see Cleveland winning that game. Cleveland, definitely. Kansas City, Cincinnati. I see Kansas City probably winning that game. Baltimore, Indianapolis. If Lamar's there, Baltimore probably won that game. So the next round we're no, looking. It'd be Miami, Indianapolis. Would it be? No, yeah, no, no. Right now it's Baltimore, Indianapolis. Yeah, Miami's no, the Miami. one seed right now. No, Miami's 10-4. and four. What the bracket says. Yeah. Oh, they're 10-4 and four right now. And, but the Ravens, I'm, and the Ravens are 11-3. I, I think Corey's right on that. They, they just had up on No, no, Corey is right. So, yeah, Miami in, in the Colts. I think that'd be a really fun game. I think that'd be a good game, but I still think Miami Everybody healthy on Miami, it's, it's Miami. Probably. And I then mean, we'll probably, we probably have a I don't know. They go play up north somewhere or something, or, you know. They're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Miami needs home oh, field. Looking. They yeah, need the yeah, one yeah. seed to have a run. Hey, have you guys ever saw a thing about the their sideline versus the opposing team's sideline, the difference yeah. in temperature? Yep. That and um, oh, the stadium is Zach built Wilson, to shade the yeah. home sideline. Zach That's Wilson sneaky. had to leave because he was dehydrated. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, he's played games before, but. Yeah, because uh, I think it was like last year they put up like a thermometer thing. Mm-hmm. It was it was like 80-something degrees in Miami that day. Miami sideline was like 80 degrees, and mm-hmm. the Bills sideline was like 112. Wow. <laughs> it's like, dude, I would not want to be yeah. playing in so 112. From the AFC, I'm taking all the favorites except the Browns. I'm think, taking Browns over Jags, Chiefs over Bengals, Dolphins over Colts. So then we got Ravens-Browns. Dude, you're telling me the was Browns can't win flip? that? That's a You're telling me the Browns wouldn't be able to win that? It was this season when they already played. That's what I'm saying. They're not, they're not beating the Ravens twice in a row. And then the Chiefs would play the Dolphins, where I think Patrick Mahomes has seniority and probably beats the Dolphins. I think, I think the if they're getting the no Buffalo Bills are going to make the playoffs there. They're not beating all the You're season. saying this, but right now they're not in the playoffs. But they will be. Okay, you're saying it, but they're not. So for the sake <laughs> they, of our they argument, probably take... we're not counting the Bills in here. <laughs> if, if it's anyone, they probably take like the Colts spot, maybe. Colts spot. So, Colts or Bengals. NFC then, so we got Rams versus the Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. Vikings versus Lions, Lions, Eagles versus Bucks, Eagles. What's the first one again? I'm sorry. Rams versus Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> I'm taking the Rams because nah, the Cowboys, Cowboys will be at home. Cowboys does does that matter? The Cowboys always fucking lose home <laughs> games in the playoffs. The Cowboys are have like a they're scoring almost forty points a game I think at home this year. Yeah, but besides for the Eagles, they haven't been the top team in their schedule yet. And they've got walloped, and there are only two other like really big matchups between the 49ers and the Bills. Yeah, good thing they're not playing top team. It'd be the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think the Cowboys will, will cowboy, and I think the Rams will win. And then I'll take the favorites in the other two matchups. The Bucks would be the favorites. Yeah, the Bucks would Eagles. be the favorites. Bucks over the Eagles. Eagles. Wait, the Bucks the favorites? Yeah, the no, Eagles are going to win the division. division. Oh, oh. Oh, I see. Um, I would still then I would take the Eagles and over the Bucks. I, I mean, unless the Cowboys lose out, and the Eagles win out. That's really the only way they overtake them. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would take the Eagles in that matchup. Although I do like Baker, I do like Baker. I just think I crunch time. The Eagles. Cleveland's biggest out. mistake is letting go of Baker. It yep. absolutely is. Yeah. Pushing well, him out. Not even letting him go. Pushing not even him out. letting him yeah. go. Yeah. Walk. Forcing him to play they, injured. They and kicked then... him out of his home. He had insured. Man, I saw the commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean. Dude took them to an eleven and five season, got them their first playoff win in years. Yeah, in like over a decade, and they were like, you know what? Get the fuck, fuck out, you, Baker. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> Colin Coward did. We're like about to make the line. worst move in the history of the NFL, Baker. See we're re- not only release you, but then sign Sean Watson for a ten year, three hundred million dollar contract. Damn near. To do nothing. But I mean, the Browns are going to make the playoffs. 
awesome. Mm. I mean, is it really the worst one ever? Kevin's fancy coach of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Two-timer. Did he win it whenever he took, when they beat the Steelers in that season in the playoffs? I think it, it? it might have been the year before that. Oh, okay. Because it was just a year that they did very well. I'm not sure, but it might have been the same year. Yeah. Um, but it was just a year they did very well. But they're, they're starting QB, starting running back, starting left tackle, and starting right guard. They're all all pros, you know, and they're all not playing right now. You know what's funny? The Browns, though, I, I know I just was repeatedly saying that they're not the one a playoff game, but damn, people want to give the Steelers an excuse that they've had so many injuries. Look at the Browns injury list. They yeah. have at least six or seven guys done for the year, I, and they're yeah. legit starters. Yeah. Two of them on the offensive line and Nick Chubb. I and saw them in six right now. I think them and the Panthers had like put 19 people on IR this year. And hey, I'm gonna say this: If you have a hamstring problem, do not go play Lambeau Field because the Packers tear their hamstrings all the freaking time. What do you time. think Christian Watson has? Right, fucking- the new <laughs> game and stop. Bro, I wasted a top though? five fucking draft. I, 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 I don't yeah, think I, it I, has. Something. I don't think yeah. it's that. I think it's just because it's cold as shit all the that, time. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. How about Baker Mayfield? Speaking of him, the only uh, QB in history to have a perfect passer rating in Lambeau Field. He had a perfect or, passer rating. Of visiting. Okay. 158.3. Yeah, second quarterback all time, first visiting quarterback. That is crazy. Who's the first? Brett Favre, yeah. I'm assuming? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was the first quarterback with a perfect passer rating in Lambeau. Ben had multiple perfect passer rates in his career. Don't get me started, but I don't want to go <laughs> to get another beer. Uh, Big Ben, God said. I remember um, in FedEx, we were delivering a package to him, and his hand, he had to go like sign a package because he got wine. And his hand was like the size of three hands together. Uh-huh. The complete opposite of Kenny Tiny Hands. Uh huh. My body hurts. <laughs> oh. All right, guys. I was gonna say, who's uh, who's your Super Bowl favorite right now? I think the 49ers are gonna beat the Ravens in the Super Bowl. I would say the 49ers have to be your favorite right now. I like the Chiefs. I'm not. I. I still I said this. Mahomes is about to bump off fucking seven seven Super Bowls in the next ten years, and I just see him winning another one. No, that's bad. You know, if it's 49ers, Ravens in the Super Bowl, they say it's a conspiracy because the last two or three Super Bowls they've had like the last colors two. of the Super Bowl logo, yep. uh-huh. and each team is matched. Yep. So this year it would be 49ers, Ravens. It's the uh-huh. most likely for that. Well, I mean the NFL is scripted, so <laughs> it's whenever you look up like their uh, title or whatever, they're under the entertainment. That mm-hmm. is true. There's Real a reason why they keep TV. building casinos. Yes. <laughs> and more sports books. <laughs> Real quick before we end here. So, KZ is not only suspended for a game, suspended for the rest of the year for that hit against Michael Pittman. Do you think that um, should be, you know, a suspension where it lasts the entirety of the rest of the season? Like, was it that egregious of a hit where you think he should be done for the rest of the year? Well, I mean, it, I, I like Tom Brady's take he had on it. I or, love it. I mean, I think that's the exact situation. The quarterback put that ball in a terrible spot. He left, obviously left Pittman out to dry. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a hit. Yeah, it definitely was a hit. But I don't, I agree. I don't think it's worth a whole season suspension. I think the only reason they did the whole season because they only have three games left. Yeah, exactly. That and probably you know they just want to set an example, I yeah. guess, because it looks better than saying. Oh, he's gonna be out for three games instead of saying the rest of the season. Yeah. So yeah. They want to say, "Hey, we're we're prioritizing the NFL is prioritizing safety, and this is how we're doing it." See this hit done for the rest of the year. I just yeah. don't know after like watching that replay of that hit how you 
say to KZ without saying, oh, you just can't touch him. What, what does he do there? You like, can't he, predict like what another person's doing, especially when they're exactly. changing level and, position. And, doing, and that's know. exactly. It's a high-speed, violent sport. And if hit been dope for the ball, and KZ was already trying to Well, like, if the, the ball's ball underthrown, he's just hitting him in the back. It's a normal tackle. Hey, yeah. I say the same thing to my little cousin at wrestling practice, and I say the same thing. Let the kids play. You yeah. can't prevent injuries, man. You cannot do it. You know, you can find them, you can do whatever, but the the worst rule they ever put in was targeting in college football like three years ago. You're mm-hmm. just e- They were just ejecting players. Just eject them. Yeah. You cannot control the running back versus cornerback. Running backs can put their head down all all day long. It's an offensive league to offensive sport now. Uh, makes it sense to be safer, but come on, just let them play, find them. Who cares? You know, there's been so many unnecessary fines. I think Jalen Warren's been fined over seventy five thousand dollars this year. He's yeah. a running back. That's, you know, that is crazy. Yeah. he's a running back. You're like they find a Monroe St. Brown. I think uh, like forty two thousand dollars for blocking somebody, like regular normal block. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like this is unreal. Mm-hmm. Just like, trying to go out there and play the game. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And it's really weird because you're not having like guys in suits make these decisions. It's literally former players making these decisions, which it, it, it baffles me that players who played in a hard era of football, like back in the late nineties, early two thousands, who are making these decisions and they can't put themselves in their own shoes saying, Yeah, you know what? This is a bad hit, but you know, the game is fast. I played it, you know, like it shouldn't well, be the game's so changed severe. so much yeah, since they played it. You know so what's a dirty guys hit. Are you know what's so a... much faster, yeah. so much stronger, and so much bigger. Than exactly. Things. Yeah, but the guys waking up making those decisions are probably got some early onset Alzheimer's. Oh, they brains all do. falling I mean, apart right I don't now. Think we fully, they probably don't want that on these guys. I don't think we fully understand the extent of football because science just hasn't been where it's at to be able to uh, yeah. just see the long term effects. I mean, when you look, I know the NFL's a hundred years old, but like. Look at science until the last 10 years as far as, you know. When it comes to, like, brain injuries and it, stuff. With brain injuries as far as it does with them diagnosing the extent of the injury. Like, they, we just didn't have that ability to do that back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. So, and I, obviously, you know, the game was more violent back then. And most of those players, you know, they're getting older now. And as they get older, you know, we're going to see more people that have Alzheimer's, that have dementia, that, you know, I just, I, and it's just going to be interesting to see, you know, Another hundred years from now, how are yeah. these rules are making now going to implement player health down the road? Is it going to make it for the better, or is it going to make it for the worse? I mean, we can't know, and we're never going to be able to quantify that because we're not going to be around for that. Yeah, I mean, even Antonio Brown, he was he was fine. Took two, two, three really bad hits in dude's off his rocker. It happened to him fast. Man, are his crats? His stats are crazy. <laughs> they are unbelievable. Oh, if he, he would have broke records, he, he he already has them too. And he could have played for five, six, seven more years. In his prime. Uh-huh. He, he just... Healthy. Crazy, crazy took over, man. Yeah, crazy Um. Won. and then back to the, like, concussions, they're going to happen. It's a hard game. Like, they they don't get... They know the risk of playing all this. But sometimes, too many research studies, too many research articles, it's almost negative. Because we, we don't know what's going to happen. It's human body. Everyone's different. Everyone's built different. Everyone takes a hit differently. Mm-hmm. Hey, I can Google right now, is coffee good for you? I'll get an article that says, yes, is drinking good... Uh, drinking coffee good for you. Get an article that says no. You know what I mean? Like you said, there's too much information the, out there changed, where you can argue both ways. They've changed the concussion protocol. It's called Scat Scat Six now. So they, they've changed it five times since five uh, six years ago. You know, we got to go take those tests and yeah. see what. Like it's changed seven times since then. You know, because of research and just you know the advanced research into it. But too much research sometimes is bad. You know, because we have no clue how it's going to affect us. 
20 years, 30 years. I thought our helmets were supposed to get better. I, I thought all our equipment was supposed to get better. You know, mm-hmm. like, maybe have the, have the players wear bigger shoulder pads. Like, that's the simple stuff. Like, people aren't wearing the same equipment they used to either. So, yeah. I mean, the whole the whole game's changed. But I think the refs just need to get out of um, get out of their own league. And they need to get fined, too. Yeah. Now, short term here, before we wrap it up, uh, been in the talks where it's most likely to happen during the offseason. They're going to ban the hip drop tackle. Uh, I know Colby and I had a little uh, debate on this last week. What do you guys think of eliminating the hip drop tackle? Impossible. You can't eliminate it. It, yeah. it. It's hard to do because, I mean, the guy's not trying to do it. It just kind of happens. Yeah. I think there's a big difference between the hip drop. I, I'm swinging my legs underneath somebody, pulling them back. Yeah. I think there's a major difference. I think even linemen blocking people, I, I'm pushing him right over. There's people down. That guy's going to fall because it's, it's, you know I mean? Like, they're going to get tripped. Like, that's the same way. I think that should be illegal because now you're just having these people laying on each other. And that's ten times worse than, you know. You, you can't eliminate the hit drop. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're getting rid of the tush push. <laughs> I, I don't expect to see the tush push next the year. The two-inch tickler might have to draft, draft someone else next <laughs> year. Which is really weird because only one team can do it successfully on a consistent basis. Um, Every other team, like the Chiefs, they don't try because that's too much of an investment of Patrick Mahomes to do it. Um, but even the teams that try to do it, they're not at 90% like the Eagles are. It's way, way much of a drop-off. Yeah, but off. it's not even like the running backs. But do you watch how far their O-line just drives? The exactly. It's impressive the wedge that Kelsey and the um, – <laughs> Two other uh, guards. Was what's the one? Landon Dickerson. Landon Dickerson. And then they had Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson. I mean, Lane Johnson's and Jordan Mulata. Lane Johnson's like a first ballot Hall of Famer without a doubt. Probably Jason Kelsey too. Yeah. I mean, you got two. He's best person on offense. You got two. Yeah, exactly. You got two of the best guys (laughs) in their position in the history of the football. Mm -hmm. And when they get low, they just fucking. They're driving three hundred pound fucking nose guards four yards back. Yep. You can't stop it. And, Plus a quarterback who squats 600 I just pounds. Don't, I just don't think it's fair to ban it because, you know, it, yeah, right. it's I, a skill to do that. It takes yeah. skill to do that consistently. I forget which commentator they, said it. They, they, they said just ban it because of the health thing. Like, yeah, I've even heard uh, in the documentary uh, with Jason Kelsey in it or whatever, I think Travis in too, on Amazon, it's just literally called like Kelsey or whatever. Jason Kelsey says like every time that they run that play, he gets up in just pain. Oh, because he's going straight, <laughs> head down, straight forward with this, the other yeah, two it's pieces of his Yeah, they're getting rid of it because of, health, because of healthy conditions. Yeah. Didn't he also oh, say, though, that it doesn't affect his health on one of his podcasts with Travis Kelsey, too? I feel like he's a little bit back and forth in this juicy issue. Get interviewed yeah. too much sometimes isn't a good thing. Exactly, because I could have swore that he said on that Travis Jason podcast of his where Re- he said that there's really not an injury fact. Like, he hasn't gotten, he's never gotten severely injured on those plays. Uh, so I don't know what he if he's right. swinging both sides of the fence there or what. Someone said uh, they should run it against the Eagles to see how they uh, like pr- like protect it or try to go against it, and that could yeah. be their best way to to, to them too. First thing, it's going to take uh, one team uh, to solve the Eagles' tush push, mm-hmm. and then from there it's going to be all downhill. It just takes that one time with one team to stop it on a consistent basis. Let's say maybe a couple times in a game. I don't think it's, it's going to be a copycat until they get new linemen, man. I don't know. I feel like someone somehow some way is going to come up with no a plan. one is sloppy yet. There was some stat where they run they run it more than every single team combined in the NFL. So of course it's going to look successful and look overused too. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think they've ran it for like. 52 times this year. And they've only not and, gotten it like four times. Yeah, in, the, in fourth and two or under scenarios, and they've gotten it, yeah, almost like 96% of the times. Like, it, yeah, it's just unreal. Oh. All right, guys, anything else you want to touch on before we wrap it up here? 
Um, well, I wasn't on the show last week. Mm-hmm. Didn't get a chance. Oh, to our bets of the week. That's right. Well, that too. But oh, okay. I didn't get a chance to really <laughs> listen. How much did you and Colby talk up the whole Shohei Atani thing? Uh, we talked about it a little bit, and it went on to like, you know, should the MLB implement a salary cap? And I think we both pretty much agree where MLB there needs, needs to be some sort of salary cap for baseball. Yeah, but I think it's crazy that he's deferring $680 million yeah. until he's done with them. Like, I think uh, from a business side of things, I think the Dodgers are fucking winners in this because the value of the dollar 10 years from now is not going to be worth the same. I think the Toronto Blue Jays dropped the ball on getting Shohei Otani. Really? Dude, I, it's Canada. There's nothing there. Their, their hockey teams aren't even that good, you know? Yeah, and they want nah, someone to trade. Here's, the, here's the next point I will make. Don't they, don't they lose it every year? Dude, the I'm Maple telling Leagues you, Connor, really hockey is 100 times uh, greater in Canada than baseball. Dude, I go to school with Canadians. They have the whole chance of getting Shohei Otani's country behind them. To Toronto. Hockey's still bigger than baseball. Atani oh, I, I, I agree. I agree. But I agree. Mm-hmm. It, it makes st- sense he, the biggest player went to the biggest market. He mm-hmm. wanted to stay, I think he wanted to stay in California, too. Yeah, that's well, probably I mean, a big thing, too. Because think about it. I mean, if he wants to go home to Japan, Japan to California yeah, is not, ocean well, a full ocean yeah. away, but it's only a 10-hour flight. When you add the East Coast aspect to that, that makes yeah. it like 15, 16 hours. So. Yeah. It probably adds up, too. <laughs> but I just think on his end, you know, as an athlete, and I honestly probably in baseball look to see more big-name guys do this because he made a great point. He's like, I only need, you know, like $2 million from them a year because I'm making like $40, 50000000 million in just, you know, being an endorsed player. He's yeah. You go over to Japan, Otani is fucking everywhere. I Plus, would, he I gets a cut of the money for all his merchandise that is sold and everything, too. He gets a cut of that. So I mean, he's from, doing just fine. From him, yeah, it makes sense. And, you know, if he want, if you want to, if you're really about going to a team and wanting to win, he did it the right way. That's how you got to do it because you leave money for other players to be signed. Yep. And it's just, you know, and that's what I always, like, kind of just thought, you know, these big athletes, especially now, today, with how big advertising is, well, big marketing is how globalized the whole world is with the internet and everything else. It's like, why do athletes, you know, other than having the whole um, stigmatism and saying, oh, I'm the highest paid in my position, which, I mean, that's a cool thing to say. Yeah. But it's like, why do you care how much money you get paid when if you take a salary cut and you're making a shit ton of money in endorsements, you can put better players around you? Like, why aren't athletes like, Patrick Tom Brady Mahomes. did it for years. I was about to say, Tom, Tom Brady, Brady always years. did the pickup. I know All Tom Brady mm-hmm. always did, but you look at these bigger guys, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, we can't get bigger name players. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, one of the main reasons why San Francisco can sign Christian McCafferty, Brandon Ayuk, they're paying Kittle, Brock pretty five bucks. Because they're playing Brock <laughs> Purdy, his six fucking round, five bucks seven. in a Jeep Wrangler, five year fucking deal, salary max of like two million dollars a year. It's yeah. just, you know, I understand people want to say, "Oh, I'm the most played player in the sport." That's cool and all, but. At the end of the day, you want to win ships. Yeah, who remembers uh, like, like 20, 30 years from now, oh, he was the highest paid player at that time. No one remembers that. Okay, you know before I mean? the Otani deal, who was the highest who was the highest paid player before him? In maybe, baseball? Maybe Mike Trout? No. No, who signed the biggest deal? It was recent. Stanton? No. Mookie? No. No. Outball ball. Was it, um... Not Garrett Cole. Once ago. What, what, was it the year Bryce before Harper. Otani? Was it last year? It was, I believe, two years ago. Bryce Harper? Oh. He played for Padres. He does play for the Padres. Um, oh, Manny or Tatis? I, I, oh, think it was Orioles? Manny. No, Tatis. Manny? It's, it's either Machado or Tatis. Oh, I thought maybe. Uh, they signed Xander Bogus. But then also, also, well. um, who was the other? Oh, 
guy that got shipped, and he signed a huge deal too. But I'm pretty sure it was the pods. I think the Atani situation also has a chance. But that's the point I wanted to make exactly. You know, it's like, you know, you can't even remember it. It was, yeah, Aaron Judge was right. It was Aaron Judge before Atani. But before that, the Padres guy. Machado, probably. Machado was like a 13-year deal or something. Yeah, Machado signs, Machado's was Buku. He, I think he was the first guy to get over 600 mil. I, I just think the Otani, personally, I think the Otani situation has a a massive chance to blow up in the Dodgers' face. Just because Otani, I think he's already had done, but he was to get Tommy John surgery. And that takes, that's a big part of the thing. A lot of guys don't come back the same after Tommy John surgery. No. What if he comes back and he can't pitch the way he did? Well, you're paying seven hundred. Still hit the same way. Yeah. Yeah, but you're paying seven hundred mil to a DH then. That is outrageous. <laughs> I guess we'll. See. So I don't know. Beforehand, I agree with you on the whole um, Tommy John uh, surgery, but like, there's been so many guys recently who's got Tommy John who's ended up just playing fine. The surgery's a lot safer now. There isn't a bad stigmatism to it. I mean, everyone said Steve. Uh, I mean, Steve Strasburg's career was over when he had to get Tommy John. He ended up winning a World Series. So, there's been a lot of good guys that have just been recovered from Tommy John. It's just not it's not as bad as it has been before, Corey. I think if Tommy's still going to be the same pitcher he was. You know, they hope. I mean, he's he's great. He has potential to be the best to ever do it, as long as he can continue and what he's there's doing. There's a good chance that the Dodgers sign, um, oh, what's his name from Japan? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, there's another like young no. superstar. Well, there's up. another young superstar pitcher out there, but like the best hitter in the history of the Japanese league baseball <laughs> wants to come over and play with the Dodgers now too. I think. Wow! And the, the dude, the guy just hits wants to partner pants. up with Otani. Yeah, so I just I just thought it was you know when I brought it up, it was smart for Otani. I thought you know this guy does want to win championships, defer all of your salary until you're done. The Dodgers probably look at this saying, "Oh heck yeah, you know by the time." You know, this $680 million in today's money, mm-hmm. you know, come 20 years, you know, 10 years from now, it might only be worth $500 million. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's I think it's a win-win for everyone. So I have a list here. Now, this is based on uh, per year salary because, obviously, the more years in your contract, the higher, you know, salary is going to be. So right now, $70 million a year for Otani, then 43.3 for Justin Verlander. Then Max Scherzer, the same contract. Yeah, but Garrett Cole right below, and then Mike Trout. That's yeah, but these five. guys weren't like ten-year contracts, dude. Like these guys were only signed for like a couple years. Like I understand yeah. what you're saying; it's only based on a year. So, like, largest free agency contracts in the history of the MLB. Shohei Otani's definitely first at seven hundred million. Aaron Judge is next, three hundred sixty million dollars. But that's <laughs> only for nine years. Weiss Hoffa made $333 million <laughs> for 13 years. And then Seeger, $325. Garrett Cole, nine years with the Yankees, $324. That's where the first pitcher comes in. And then Manny Machado, you know, when he started this whole standard 10 years at $300 million, he's tied with Trey Turner. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, these guys are just getting massive deals, but I think Otani's was the smartest because he's deferring all his money. Yeah. Speaking of money. What are these parlays? I need to hear the locks. The bets of the week. The locks. So yeah, none of us have hit one yet. Yeah, two update. Yeah, uh, Colby and I 
we did not hit, and Colby was one leg away from winning. I think he didn't. Oh, boo-hoo. I oh, damn my. Yeah. Do you guys always do any time touchdown I, I scores? Say that again. Do you guys always do any time touchdown scores? I Sometimes I do. Like, last week, yeah. I picked yeah. Cortland so, Sutton any time touchdown, side, and he didn't get it. Side note real here. I was going through because I forgot to make mine. I'm looking for it. Is Jamar Chase hurt? Yeah. Yeah, he's expected not to play against the Steelers. Okay, because I was looking for him for the anytime touchdown, AC's and he's sprained. not there. Mm-hmm. I was like, where the hell is I missed that. Uh, all right, you want to start us off with your back, Corey, then? Um, give me one second. Let me plug in one last leg here on who I want. How about you, Connor? I know you're yeah, ready. You go. All right, so 25 to win 110. 110-115. So Bills minus 2.5. Rams plus 6.5. Packers money line. Lions money line. Chiefs money line. Eagles money line. No anytime touchdowns, just just straight at it. Straight at um, it. Straight up and down. Short, short and sweet, short and simple. Like it. Like it. Going for a uh, distance, not not like. <laughs> okay, I think for the rest of my bets, I'm gonna just bet on each game for the NFL, and hopefully, I finally hit one. Go perfect, thirteen <laughs> for thirteen. So this thirteen leg parlay, I got the Rams over the Saints, the Bengals over the Steelers, the Bills over the Chargers, the Packers over the Panthers, the Hawks over the Titans, the Texans over the Browns, the Colts over the Falcons, then the Jets over the Commanders, the Lions over the Vikings, the Jags over the Buccaneers, the Dolphins over the Cowboys, the Cardinals over the Bears, and the Broncos over the Patriots. A $5 bet has the potential to pay out $2,257. That's so, a nice and take your trip. Bets, but <laughs> we're taking a trip to Cabo. No, we're we're going to do a live show in Detroit with that money. Oh, love it. Uh, let's see here. I got a little five-legger going on. Uh, Rams money line. Bills minus 11.5. Colts plus 1.5. I have the over of 46.5 in the Detroit-Minnesota game. And then Minnesota, I mean, I'm sorry, Cardinal money line over the Bears. Um, so $5 wager would win me 135 You're crazy. And what? You're taking the Bears to lose? Yeah. I'll bet you $10 straight up that the Bears win. All right. I'll Shuffle also it. bet you ten dollars straight Fuck up. The Bears. And wait, did, right. wait, did you pick against the the Bucks, Tim Bay Bucks? No, you did. I did. Ah, Baker Mayfield's gonna make you a sad boy. <laughs> don't you also have... had the Texans beating the Browns? Yeah. Uh, don't you have two bets? Don't you have uh one more? What do you mean? Isn't there another bet that you have, that you have going on there? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, we got one more bet going on here. That is my bad. Uh, let's see here. I have the very thickness. This is Alyssa's bed. Yeah, I like little, it. Shout out Alyssa. Alyssa. Thanks for contributing to Montreal Madness. Yes, thank you, babe. Uh, Mary Thickness. Any offensive lineman to score one or more touchdowns plus eleven hundred. Five dollars wins you sixty dollars. Let's go, Detroit Lions. That's <laughs> the only one that's got a chance. And Corey. Um, uh, I got a. I always just do four legs. Four legs, and I put down ten dollars. Uh, I got Jags spread. At minus one. Uh, James Madison money line at minus 135. They're, they're beating Air Force. Then uh, went across the pond to the Premier League. Tottenham money line. Who's Tottenham guy? Uh, Everton. Ooh. Minus 125. And then uh, Brighton money line tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow. No, it's a Thursday. They play uh, Crystal Palace plus 125. Ten bucks will win me 137. Good bet. Nice bets. So guys. Make some bets and lose some money with us. Free donations.
Free donations. We're we, bound to hit one of these. Weeks, I mean, we too. might as well start a Montreal Madness sports book at this point. <laughs> A lot of house money right there. <laughs> we played a lot of house money. And so we would, that's, that's why we when win. people win. Like, how do we yeah. pay uh, this out? Uh, we'll do a loan from the bank. We have to. A small Bert. loan of $10,000. Hey, start Mom. Off <laughs> Yay. Start calling up local businesses. Hi, OIP. Would you like to donate $500? Well, uh, yeah, we're going to start a sports book. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> I mean, First National Bank is a couple blocks away, so... <laughs> Alrighty, well, if our bets of the week already in now, uh, we talked about a lot of stuff, guys. Uh, thank you for uh, coming on the show. I appreciate it as always. And until next time, catch you later, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.